Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. everybody today. Um, We are glad that you are here with us. Um, If this is your first time, let me introduce myself. My name is Justin Graves, and I'm the lead pastor here, and we're glad that you want to experience crazy with us today. Um, uh, Today, you've heard it in the announcements, but today is sign up to serve day. One thing that we believe here at Foundations Church is this, is that everybody has a next step. No matter how long you've been doing this whole following Jesus thing, is that we're all continuing to grow, hopefully. And so we believe uh, one of our core values here is that save people, serve people. Save people, serve people. I am thankful that we have an amazing children's ministry so that all you adults don't have to worry about your children um, but can enjoy the service, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we couldn't, uh, we couldn't have that if we didn't have volunteers that were willing to serve. And so we really want everyone that is possible uh, to serve at Foundation Church. There is something for you. You may want to get connected with uh, teenagers and serve on Wednesday nights. Maybe it's kids. Maybe you hate kids um, and you hate teenagers. That's fine. We got something for you too. We've got the AV team where you just have to interact with no one um, but computer screens, right? <laughs> um, and behind cameras and because um, all the videos and everything else that Bobby and his team do, man, it takes hours hours and hours. We've got greeters. We've got ushers. We've got something for you is what we're telling you. And we want to help you take your next step to use your gifts because every one of us have unique gifts that God has given us and to use it for something bigger than just building our own kingdom, right? Um, But to build God's kingdom right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma and make a difference in people's lives every week. There's a study out that says people that come to, to, to any church across America make their minds up whether they're coming back in the first five minutes. That means the parking lot attendants, you're huge, right? That means greeters, you're huge. The check-ins for the kids area is huge. Like people just coming in, they're making up their mind before they've heard one worship note played, before they've heard one sermon spoken, praise God. Um, They've made up their mind whether they're coming back for the most part within those first five minutes. So 
so uh, uh, people that are serving, you're a huge part of what God is doing and wants to do at Foundation Church. And so we've made it super easy for you as you're leaving today. You just pick a card up. We've got tons of different places for you um, to get signed up to serve and you just fill it out and we will contact you. Now, do not give us a burner phone number. Um, and if you've got a burner phone, we have bigger issues that we need to talk about. Um, but don't put on, oh yeah, I want to serve. And then you don't like ever like call people back or you give us a wrong phone number. If you don't want to serve, that's fine. There's like not judgment here. We're not like boo as you walk out the doors. Um, we understand, but we do want you to take your next step and be a part of it with us. Now, my sermon today, as we start our sermon series, is called My Dirty Mouth. Um, and this is not a series uh, just that's involving if you have a cursing problem um, or, you know, a, a, that you like need to go to the dentist. Um, it's way bigger than that. And today I'm talking about a, a, a subject that is very, it contradicts what we're trying to get you to do today. Today, I want to talk to you about something that your pastor stinks at. Um, I am in the trenches. I need to apply this message so, so badly to my own life. And today, I want to talk to you about the willingness and the ability to say no. Some of you are going to hate this message. I hate this message. Um, but before we get into that part, I want us to open up our Bibles to Proverbs. It's chapter 13, verse 3. It's going to be our text for the whole series. Really, this is where this whole series comes from. And it is, says this, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Now, let's stop for just a second. That word control in the Hebrew defined means guard, to guard, to keep watch, to protect. And, and the sense of it is saying this. This is what it's saying. is to stop someone or something from doing something, right? That is a great definition to control. Those who guard, keep watch, protect, keep their mouths from doing something will have a long life. I love this phrase, opening your mouth can ruin everything. Opening your mouth, saying yes, can ruin everything. If there's one thing that our culture is, it's busy, right? We're busy. You can be single, you're busy. You can be a teenager, you're busy. You can be a college student, you're crazy busy. You can be married, you can be a grandparent. You're retired. And you're like, man, I thought retirement, I was going to get to rest. And you're busy. You're busy. And here's what happens. We have become a culture that we are addicted to saying yes. Man, man we have a hard time for a lot of us saying No. And what has happened is that it has wreaked havoc in our lives. It's wreaked havoc on our schedule. And you aren't happily married anymore. You're just married, right? You're like, who's that guy? I don't, huh? Like, like you're, not, you're not like enjoying your kids. You're just surviving your kids, right? You're not, you're not enjoying life. And, and God said this, I came, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. Have it more abundantly. And some of us, our life is so full, our life is so crazy, that we're not living an abundant life. We're just trying to survive life. And the root problem of it all is this, is that we say yes to 
often. I love this quote by Josh Billings. He says this, half of the troubles of this life can be traced to saying yes too quickly and not saying no soon enough. Guilty. Guilty. Some of you, you are great at saying no. Like somebody's getting ready to ask you something. No, no. Like, hey, Dad, can, no. Hey, babe, would you like, no. You know, you're just, you're great at saying no. And, and, and hear me, some of us, we're so good at saying no, we don't wait to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit of maybe, maybe this is my opportunity to say yes. Maybe this is where God is calling me to say yes to. However, that's not this message. All you people pleasers, all you yes sayers, this is for you and me today. What makes us say yes? Why, why do we keep saying yes? There's got to be a, a root issue of why we say yes. And for most of us, for a lot of us, it has to do with people pleasing. It's all about people. As I was studying and researching for this message, I came across something from Rick Warren who wrote The Purpose Driven Life. And he said, why don't we say, yet? Why don't we say no? And he has several different reasons. The first one is we don't have the guts to do it. Dang. We don't want to ruffle anyone's feathers. We're afraid people will think that we're not committed. We're concerned that people will think we're not team players. We're concerned that people will think we're unwilling to sacrifice. You're catching a trend here. People people, people. And in Galatians chapter 1, verse 10, I read this yesterday in my personal devotional time. That's why it's not on your notes. Paul said this. He said, I'm not here to please people. I'm here to be Christ's servant. I, I can't please people and be Christ's servant at the same time. And some of us, we're more worried about pleasing people because we don't want to say no. We don't want to hurt people's feelings and we want to make everybody happy and we want everybody to smile and we want everybody to like us and we want everybody to approve of us. But Proverbs chapter 29 verse 25 says this, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. Man, if you have a hard time with people pleasing, eventually it's going to trap you. It's going to trap your schedule. It's going to trap your family schedule. It's going to trap your schedule with your spouse. And it's going to hold your life captive just because we haven't learned to say no. Now, this reminds me of a moment with my oldest daughter. My oldest daughter, Charlie, she, this did not happen. This is several years ago. So usually I say the other day, this is several years ago. Um, and, and Charlie had gotten this bike. This is actually Charlie's bike, not my bike, you bunch of jerks. Um, <laughs> mine is pink. Um, and so Charlie gets this bike and she's learning to ride. She went from a small bike to this bike, which is much bigger. And she's like, I'm just not sure. And she had a handbrake here for her other bike. And I'm like, we can do this, Charlie. You know, and I'm running beside her, making sure she's good. And she's dressed like a linebacker. So even if she crashes, I'm like, really? You're worried about crashing? Good grief. Um, 
And so she's riding and she's going and I'm like, hey, you're going to have to hit the street, curve by the mailbox and get on the sidewalk because you've been in the street long enough. And she's like, okay, but that makes me really nervous. And she's going like, you can do it. Just pedal fast, right? Pedal fast. And she's pedaling fast and she starts going down the hill and she's hitting the driveway and she's like, oh, like this. I'm like, no, you know, and she goes right for the brick mailbox and she blam, just nails it head on falls off the bike. The bike is something like this, like wham. Um, I'm like, that's your new bike. I'm not thinking about Charlie. I'm like, that's your new bike. You know, um, total dad moment. I, I run up, Charlie's on the ground laughing. Um, like, I can't believe I just did that. I'm like, I can't believe you just dented your new basket. Like, no long it took me to put that basket on there, right? I'm glad she's okay, because Casey doesn't kill me. And here's the deal is that the reason Charlie hit the mailbox is she forgot to put on the brakes. She forgot, she was used to her, her hand brake instead of pushing backwards to brake. Can I tell you, this is, this is the simple truth. I may stay on this all day. Um, is that learning to say no puts the brakes on your life. It brings stability to your life because watching Charlie do this chaos can be survived for a small moment, but man, it destroys you over the long haul. And some of us, our, our, our life is in pure chaos. And hear me, today, I know this sounds extreme because it is. Your life was not meant to sustain chaos for the long term. And the question this morning is, are you living life at a sustainable pace? Are you living life at a sustainable place? Because if not, more than likely, the problem is you and I have a problem saying no. So here's what I want us to understand about no this morning. The first thing is this, no isn't harsh, it is balancing. No isn't, it sounds so mean, right? It sounds so rejecting, right? No isn't harsh harsh, it's balancing. We all want to have a balanced life. We all want to have a life that is balanced and is healthy, and I'm not too much leaning too much this way, I'm not leaning too much that way, um, but we don't want to work to get there. It, we think it should just happen. Can I tell you, a balanced life doesn't just happen. No brings balance to your life. No brings balance to your schedule. It's not harsh, it's balancing. No is the breaks to life and allows you to live life at a sustainable pace. James chapter three, verses three through five says this, we can make a, make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong, even though it's chaotic, even a rudder, a small thing, makes it go where you want it to go. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. Here's what I would tell you. Your life goes wherever your mouth tells it to go. Your life goes wherever your mouth tells it to go. Wherever you're committing, whatever you're saying yes to, that's where your life is going. And some of us, this has created pure and utter chaos. 
You're, you're just going at a pace you can't sustain. And you're not enjoying life. And it's, forget about it being fun. It's just not even manageable. And you don't, you don't laugh at your, with your kids. You don't laugh with your spouse anymore. You're stressed out. You're going at it all the time. I mean, you don't enjoy your, because you're sustaining, a, uh, you're, you're trying to maintain a pace that you were never meant to maintain because you always yes and always say yes. And when we say yes, we never get to rest. When you always say yes, you never get to rest. But here's the problem, is that some of us, we're good at saying no to other people. Some of us, we're great at saying no to, to our kids, to our spouse, to our friends, to our employer, to our employees. But where we stink at it is we're not good at saying no to ourselves. And if you're going to have a, a sustainable pace in which you live life, you and I have got to learn to say no to ourselves, right? We love the fruits of the Spirit, man. We get into the fruit of the Spirit, and it's, remember, it's one fruit that contains many attributes. We love the attribute of love and joy and peace, and then it kind of stops there. We're like, woo, give me some of that. But then you get into patience, and you're like, no, I don't want patience. And you get into, and there's this attribute called self-control, right? What, what? I've never heard of that. That's so weird. And here's the deal where self-control isn't active, where there's no self-control, there's no control. And when you haven't learned to say no to you, there's problems. The only person, I was yelling, hit the brakes, Charlie, hit the brakes, Charlie, you know, um, hit, brake. The only person that could break for Charlie was Charlie, right? She was the one in control. And you, whether you want to admit it, well, there's things just are out of my control at this point, right? Because you've said yes too long. If you're going to gain control, you've got to gain control over this and stop saying yes to everything and allow the attribute of the fruit of the Spirit, self-control, to take control and start to learn to say no because you're the only person that can do it for you. You're the only person that can do it for you. So here's what I want us to understand the benefit of saying no. The benefit of saying no is this, is that no enables you to run with purpose in every step instead of running in all directions. No enables you to run with purpose in every step instead of all directions. If you've ever been to Disney World, if you've ever been to Disney World, you better have purpose to your steps. You, you better know where you're going because early morning, the, this is how the graves do it. We line up, we're there 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes before the gates open and we are ready to go. I am no longer a pastor when I'm at Disney World. Um, I'm just letting you know. I, when we used to have a... a, a, a a stroller, man, I would clip your heels if you were in front of me and I needed to get somewhere. I'd be like, you got to walk faster, old lady. I don't care if you're on a walker, walk it, you know, um, let's go. Peter Pan is loading up, man. We got to get there. Priorities, you know. Um, 
But, but we, had a, we knew where we were going. We had reservations at certain places, so we weren't eating a corn dog every day. Um, we, knew, we knew what we were doing and where we were going, and we had purpose to our steps. We knew what we were planning to do that day because the result was this. We were, if we just walked around like, let's, let's just t- check Disney World out and take it all in, right? You're going to have the worst Disney World experience of anybody on the planet. You're not going to get to ride one good ride. You're going to get to ride the carousel. Oh, that that was really fun. Yeah, it was worth five gazillion dollars to go to Disney World to ride a freaking carousel, you know? You better have a map of what characters you're going to meet. I will never forget, uh, we had purpose, and the girls wanted to meet the fairies. And they're off riding a ride, and I'm sitting there with two autograph books waiting to meet Tinkerbell and Silvermist, I think was her name. And I'm sitting there, and finally I get to the front of the line. My girls are still on the ride with Casey, and I'm sitting here like, I look like a total perv right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> like... Will you sign these? Like, I mean, why? <laughs> Let's take a picture, I guess. Hey, you know, I know I'm like, what do you do with that? There's a deal. When we go, we have purpose to our steps. We have a plan. And here's the crazy thing. We can plan out with purpose our days at Disney World, but not plan out with purpose the days of our life. It's true. And we're running to try to achieve everything when you were never called to try to achieve everything. He gave you certain gifting, certain skills to use for his purpose, for his kingdom. And yet when we don't run with purpose, we run after everything. Here's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27. Don't you realize that in don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. See, the way I act at Disney World is totally scriptural. <laughs> All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step I'm not just shadow boxing. I'm not just going through the motions. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I, might, I myself might be disqualified. If there is a myth I would like to demythify or debunk, it's simply this, you can do it all. You can do it all. I, I can do it all right? And, and here's where this root comes from. We want to do it all because we, we want to make people happy or we love people that much or we think we can do it all because our ego tells us we can. Because, because I, well, I've been able to do it this whole time and I'm not burning out yet, Justin, but you can't sustain chaos over the long haul. And you, as talented, man, you can have the best time management app in the world, but you and I can't do it all and have our steps lived out with purpose. We can't do it. And this is where your pastor's having to work on. Can I tell you, I'm, I'm not trying to please people. I'm done with that. I make people mad all the time. I'm like, hey, this is me. You know, that's, I probably made somebody mad with the Walker comment. That's just, that's just, that's pure Justin coming out. I don't know how to change that and I don't want to. But can I tell you, I wanna meet with everybody and do coffee. 
I want to meet with everybody and do lunch. I want to do all the weddings. I want to do all the funerals. I want to, I, I want to be able to do everything, but I can't do it all anymore. I can't meet with every, even though I want to, and what I'm having to try to understand while I'm in the trenches with it, with you, I can't run with purpose while trying to do what everybody wants me to do and needs me to do. I've got to make sure my days are lived with purpose. Instead of me running around reacting to everybody, I've got to walk with purpose. And many of you, you're in the same boat. You're running around trying to meet everybody's needs and trying to meet everybody's wants and they need you to do this and I need you. Isn't it funny? Everybody has, oh, I need you to do this, right? It just snuck up. I've had uh, two years to plan this, but I need you to do this all of a sudden. Gotta run around and get crazy. Man, don't let people, don't, don't get infected by other people's crazy. Some of us, we're taking other people's crazy and it's becoming ours. Man, you look at Jesus and when he was on this earth, he had a lot to do. But he did it with purpose. He still had room in his schedule for interruptions for those that needed it. And those that are those miracles that came up about it. And I remember what Robbie McClure said. He said, many times your interruptions are where your ministry will happen. Interruptions are your ministry. But we can't have the God things happen while we're running around trying to do all things. And I'm there with you. Now we've got to understand, I, you, we, we can't do it all and still live our days having purpose with every step. The third thing I want us to understand is this, is my time is limited, so I must limit what I do with my time. My time is limited, so I must limit what I do with my time. The third myth I would debunk is simply this, one more thing won't hurt a thing. That's just one more thing. Right? Just one more thing. It won't hurt anything. Just one more. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. It's just, well, it won't be that much more time, but you don't have time to give. Right? You don't. And that's where we won't take that much time. And we start reading. One more thing won't hurt a thing. Yes, it will. Will That's what has gotten you to the one more lunch, one more commitment, signing up for one more club. Ah, are you kidding me? Right? One more thing won't hurt. Your time, my time is limited. So I must limit what I do with my time. And the only way I can limit what I do with my time is to say no. It's to say no. Some of us, maybe you're here and you're a really good juggler. I, I don't know. I can't juggle to save my life, right? But I think this is a great representation of what life is for a lot of us. We've got these things and, and we've got school, we've got college, we've got our job, we've got, you know, uh, our friends, we've got our spouse, we've got our kids, we've got our parents, we've got siblings, we've got all these things, our hobbies, we've got stress, we've got our health, we've got all these things that we're trying to juggle. And these are, these are just the things that probably most of us have in our life. I'm not talking about PTA. I'm not talking about being a, I'm not talking about recreational sports. You want to talk about crazy. Dear mercy. Kids, sports is nuts. 
nuts. I'm talking, I'm talking cheerleading. I'm talking dance. I'm talking palm. And they're two years old. And you're like, they're two. They're still pooping their diapers. They're two. <laughs> Calm down. I, I, got, I got news for you. I, more than likely, more than likely, got to make sure I don't point that finger out there. That'd be great on Instagram. Um, more than likely, your kid's not going to make the NFL. What? I hate him. All right? I just dented them all. I need more. Um, so, more than likely, your kid, my kid, I love Chloe. She's a great basketball player. But more than likely, she may not make the WNBA, right? How dare you talk about your kid? I'm just being real. We, we want... We, more than likely, our kids aren't going to live out this sport profession for the rest of their life. But you know what my goal is? Is that they live out their Christian walk the rest of their life. But, 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 how crazy backwards do we have it that we're spending all this time investing in this that's temporary, that, that we're like, I, I got to keep this one up in the air. I, I got to keep the, they can't drop. They're going to get behind. They're two years old and they haven't started dance. They'll never make cheer. Oh my gosh. Right? My son doesn't know how to dribble a basketball and he's six years old. What's going to, you know, we, we freak out, freak out, freak out, freak out. And what's really important, what's really important, our marriage our relationship with our kids. Our kids growing up, knowing who God is and what he has for them. Man, staying connected as a family. Those are the things that get dropped, right? The things that you and I would say are important. Those are the things that are getting dropped because we haven't realized that, man, my, my time is limited. So as a result, I've got a limit what I do with my time. And I've got to make sure I'm not running after a good thing. There's, what I just said, there's nothing wrong with kids' athletics. I love going to sports. I love sports. There's nothing. To, it's a good thing. But some of us, we are letting good things take over for the God things. And we can't say yes to the God things because we've said yes to the good things. And many times, what's the enemy to the God things is the good things because the reality is whatever you say yes to when i'm saying yes to something over here i'm saying no to something over there the bible says this in psalms 90 verse 12 teach us how short our life is so that we may become wise when i realize my resources are limited of something I become wise with that. I love this quote by Tim Ferriss. It says, you, what you don't do determines what you can do. Whoo, that's good. Teach us how, how, excuse me, I'm about to butcher that verse in the Bible. Teach us how short our life is so that we may become wise. You and I don't go on a street corner and just start handing out $100 bills to everybody that comes around, right? We just don't hand people our money. Why? Because our resources are limited. If you want to do that, come find me and I'll just keep coming back and round and round and round. 
You don't do that. Why? Because you have a limited amount of money, of resources that you can give, that you can hand to people. And can I tell you, don't give people your time. Don't give away your time to people. You got to be really, and just get, well, I can do that. I can do that. I can do, no, 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 no. That's how our life becomes chaotic. When you realize, and you have an understanding, man, this phase of life of my kids being in my house is limited. So I've got to limit what I do so that I'm very purposeful being a mom and dad. Man, my, my time being married with no kids is very limited. Buddy, you better be really wise <laughs> about how you spend your time. And we're missing out on whole phases of life because we're too busy, right? Some of, some of us aren't, we're not even enjoying our kids at home because we're busy running after all this stuff that God never called you to run after and you're missing out on the thing he's called you to the most. You and I, man, hear me. I'm guilty. You and I have got to learn to say no, and we've got to understand. It's not harsh. It's not mean. It it's, it's, it's brings purpose. And when we understand, God, teach me how limited my time is here on earth. Because when I understand my time is limited, I pray to God that I will become wise so that I can engage in the God things and not just another good thing. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. I thank you for what you are doing, how you are speaking. And God, I pray that in this place that we would learn to say no to good things and yes to God things. God, God, I pray that you would not just let us hear the word, but be doers of the word. Because God, this message has so much power to transform our life, but not unless we apply it. Application brings transformation. The application of your word transforms our life, but hearing it doesn't, isn't enough. It isn't enough. And so God, I pray that we would look at our lives honestly, and realize you've not called us to do it all. I can do it all. God, that's just a myth. We can't do it all. Even if our ego thinks we can, even if we say we've got the energy to do it all, God, your simple truth is we can't do it all and still walk through life with purpose in our steps. God, teach us that the giftings we have, the time that you've given us, the phase of life we're in is very, very limited. God, it's very short. God, another, trans, another verse in Psalm says our, our, our life is but a vapor. God, our life's short. So let us get to the end of it and say, man, we lived it out fantastic. We lived this life out with purpose and we live this life, not getting caught up in the moments, not getting caught up with how everybody else is conducting their life, but I, man, I live my life with purpose.
purpose in every step. Running after not all the things and not even the good things, but the God things. And so God, I pray, speak to us and allow us to exercise self-control so that we may have control. Let us hit the brakes on life and let us live this balanced life out. In Jesus' name I pray. With the heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here and I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, we want to give you that chance. You may be here today and maybe you say, I'm just not where I should be in my relationship with them, but I, I, man, I need to come back home. I need to recommit my life to them. That's you before before we end service, I'm going to count to three. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to do anything weird. We're just literally going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, yeah, there's one, there's two, there's three, there's four. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today. And I want to join these four hands or so that are raised. Is there anyone else across this place before we go any further, before we, man, move along in service? You say, Justin, that's me. And I want to join these four or so hands that are lifted today because I'm just not, yeah, I see your hand. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today. I want to join these hands that are lifted because there's a change that needs to happen. Man, I need to come back home. I need to get things right. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give these five or six individuals that raise their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. Hey, if you raise your hand, do this for us. Um, we've got a Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.